Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CJ and the Duke. As always, I am your co-host, Robert the Duke Fedoric. And I am Corey, CJ Wesley. All right, today's episode is brought to you by two sponsors. First sponsor is Clear Sky. Corey, you know, I've said it once and I'll say it again. The awesome thing about Clear Sky is that it is a modern ID management, ID governance and automation application. They've taken all the lessons that the industry has learned and they've put it into a brand new platform built right on ServiceNow. How can you beat that? Dude, you cannot beat having their platform on the platform. Their right? platform that, on the platform. I love that. Absolutely. That's what it comes down to, right? Like that unlocks all the value right there. So if you're at all interested in ID governance and automation, our sponsors link ClearSky, they will be in the description below. The other sponsor is Magic Mind. And Magic Mind is kind of a uh, nootropic tonic that I have been experimenting with. And you can find them at magicmind.co. And unfortunately, Corey hasn't had the chance to try this wonderful blend. But let me tell you, like 3 p.m. on a Monday and like, I am just practically asleep. I have to like staple my eyelids to my forehead just to stay awake. But it's 3.15 in the afternoon at the end of the week. And I am wired for sound, dude. You have no idea. I can't shut my eyelids. <laughs> dude, you, you sound jazzed. <laughs> I love this stuff, man. So Magic Mind, if you, if you, if you ever find yourself at that 3 p.m. slump and you're like, oh, God, like you're just barely conscious – give this stuff a try. It has totally, totally annihilated my 3 p.m. coma. Magic Mind, that's magicmind.co. Link is going to be in the description below. All right, Corey, what are we talking about today? Today, we have this very special guest here. We're here with Brendan, and I love when we talk about ServiceNow from this angle, right? Mm -hmm. Like We're going to talk about all things ServiceNow, but from the perspective of someone new to the ecosystem. So we have brought on Brendan Montima, and uh, he is part of the MTBF program. Is that right? Yes. For me, th- three, four months ago, I had no idea what the MTBF thing was. But why don't you give uh, uh, give a description of that for uh, for those who don't know? Yeah, sure. So um, my tech best friend is a tech boot camp run by um, Marion. And she is someone that is an expert in service now and all things niche, niche uh, software. And she runs these boot camps anywhere from three to five months at a very great cost. And she kind of teaches you kind of A to Z how to get a role from ServiceNow all the way up to uh, being an actual dev. Hmm. And how many is, is three months long, you said? The one that I'm in currently is uh, five months. Five months. What's the time commitment in there? It runs two nights a week for three hours each day. And then outside of that, it's you know doing the homework and doing your own self-study. And are you all the way through your program or? I started three weeks ago. Oh, okay. So you're still, yeah. you're still, what? You're three weeks in? Three weeks in. Dude, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who don't know, Corey and I found Brendan on Twitter because he was showing off this capstone project. Uh, capstone is probably the wrong word now that I know that you're only three weeks in, but you were showcasing this project that you were working on to make it feel a little bit more like real life, correct? Exactly. And Corey and I were amazed at this because it was like every day we get this question, show me the path, show me how to do service now, show me, you know, give me all the materials I need to learn service now. What do I do next? How do I become good at service now? 
And I feel like we beat a dead horse, don't we, Corey? Like, build something. Just build something. Build something. Yeah. Build something. Like, I feel like tattooing it across my forehead. Maybe it's the old school in us, right, Duke? Uh, Maybe. But, <laughs> you know, we we all learned coming up, right, just by doing it. I mean, the ServiceNow community has always been great. And the wiki was always the guiding light, right? But the way that you actually, back in the day, the way that you got through and, and learned ServiceNow was by doing ServiceNow. And I think there's a lot less of that grunt work that I see day in and day out, you know, when folks, you know, who are new to the industry kind of come into it. They want the happy path. And mm-hmm. for those who don't know what the happy path is, it's basically when you're building a product, right? When you don't test it, how anything else goes wrong, right? It's like basically A, B, C, D, and it's always going to work A, B, C, D. Well, that never happens, right? And so that's why we always say build something, right? Because when you build something, you get not only the happy path, but you get all of those alleys. Right? You, mm-hmm. you get everything that, that comes along with that. And when you finally do reach your destination, you're a much better asset and your experience is much better in that product than it would be otherwise. Yeah. Everybody wants to jacked and ripped body, right? Yeah. But but how do you get that? You don't get that by sitting on the couch. Man, you, no, you don't get, get that, that by eating the cheesies. Either. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're going to be in so much trouble if we go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we, like we're, I'm going to put the link to Brendan's post in the description. So be sure to check it out. But Brendan, please tell us about Starbucks management. Yeah, sure. So honestly, it's an uh, assignment that I'm still working on. And I'm going to iterate over it throughout the duration of the program and add more functionality to it. And so that first person that you saw was strictly like, System admin. And so like I'd gone through and I just made a Starbucks drink platform through the eyes of a uh, sysadmin. Through the eyes of a sysadmin. What do you mean by that? I guess from the eyes of a uh, sysadmin, it's essentially was just um, being able to do all the use cases a sysadmin would have on the job. And um, everything from adding roles, adding users, adding groups, all the way up until implementing a Slack integration as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Just last night. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. I know people who still haven't done that. And they've been in the um, the, uh, ecosystem for years at this point. Yeah, Um, one of them runs a podcast too. (laughs) 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 Who's going to call you by name, dude? (laughs) (laughs) No, man. So you, you're you're ahead of the game here, Brendan. And what I what I like about what, what you're doing here, and, and hopefully that's a representation of your like get up and go, but also of the program as well, is that like boot camps when I was coming up back in the, like the Windows NT days, MCSE, they had a pretty bad rap at a, at a certain point, right? Is they as like brain dump central. You kind of went in and you paid an obscene amount of money, and they gave you cheat sheets that would help you get through the um the exam and get your certification. Uh, yeah. It sounds like what you're doing right now is like the real deal. Like, let's actually get in here and throw a whole bunch of information at you, but useful information that once you're done it, once it once once it's integrated into your, like your soul, you'll come out of this with an actual skill set. Exactly, and, and I think uh, that's a, a big reason why I am actually doing things that I'd be doing on the job itself. I, I love how you were thinking ahead in terms of what would be the things that I would be doing and let me build into those. But where did you even get that list from? Did it all come from your imagination and, and, and what you've seen? Or did somebody like help you understand the administrative components beforehand? That list came from the uh, bootcamp. 
it was a it's a very long uh, assignment and there's 42 parts to it thereabouts and um you know kind of just, just going through that list and giving that giving that the lens of a uh, sysadmin of a dev and, and uh, so on and so forth from your experience being early on tell me how much you like the ServiceNow platform is this something that that you look at and you think wow this is pretty cool or is this something that you're looking at as wow i love new tech or is this something that you're looking at where like the market is good and and we're and I'm going all in, or it's like a combination, or if it's something else all all, all together. I think it, it's all three, to be honest. Yes, the the the, the market for service now is, is massive and it's really growing. And then the the product itself and the platform is great to learn on. With now learning with the uh, doc site, like it, it's very very easy to learn service now. If you if you go through the different docs, if you, if you go through the the, the uh, non-learning, and if you just apply yourself and, and try and build new things, you know, service now I, I think it is something that is very much uh, here to stay and and is growing and take over the um, marketplace. I, I do want to actually jump in there because one thing I've learned about you in the short time I've known you is that you are a man of many talents and. There are many texts that you have engaged in. And I want to know, because I like I've basically been solely focused on ServiceNow for very, very long, let's say. How does it compare against other technologies in terms of availability of learning resources? This is the best I've seen so far. Uh, hands down. I've done it all in terms of trying to get myself into tech. And ServiceNow has been the easiest way I've been able to kind of consume a new product and understand it. I, I feel like Corey service now should pay us for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the best platform ever. <laughs> we can't get better marketing than this. Come on. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that, Brandon. And of so, the thing, oh, sorry, go ahead, Corey. No, no, go ahead. Uh, of the things that you've learned so far, which things have resonated with you the most? So uh, with me, it's, it's really been about uh, ITAM and uh, SecOps. I, I think those two spaces are going to be my my uh, bread and butter because of my, my interest in Web3 and, and where all that world is going. And I think, uh, you know, being on the uh, SecOps side of things within ServiceNow will only, one, give me job security and two, grow and expand uh, to new and creative things in the future. Yeah, so that that's a great thing, the expansion part of it. What I've learned or what I've experienced by being inside of the ServiceNow ecosystem from the very beginning until now is that the expansion part of it is real. The, the ServiceNow ecosystem is not a place where you can come and it will pigeonhole you into just kind of like one area or one thing. Like, the, like as you get into it and you look around, right, and you get a nice comfy seat, like you can figure out, like there are so many different ways that you can combine that skill set with other things out there in IT and business process and, and, and what have you, and really find so many different and cool niches that you can dive into and really get a whole lot of value out of like your skill set and your interests and, and just kind of put it out there too for any clients or, or employers that you end up with. It, it's just been so cool to me. I didn't really have a question in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about the flex, not about the question. <laughs> you know, man, I mean, it's just, so. like you said, we should be getting sponsored for this, but should, you know, should be, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I think about my experience here, like, 
Like, yeah, I, I could never convince anyone when I was still working a day job, right? I could never convince anyone that ServiceNow was the future. Like I'd met you Duke, way back when, and you and I would riff whenever we see each other in person. And I'd always walk away from those events like, man, this thing is the stuff, right? Like I just hyped and I'd go back to my job and try to convince like my other IT compatriots. I'm like, man, ServiceNow, dude, this is the future. Like you got to get in on this. Like, let me get you in on this. And nobody, nobody was biting. They're like, no, nah, man, you know, we're writing some power script. No, nah, man, you know, I'm going to do this. You know, nobody was as excited about it as I was. And, you know, fast forward, they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This, this is great. I, I, I love getting your perspective here, though, Brendan, on the coming in on the on the ground floor. Tell me what it's like to put in that the, the amount of time that's necessary to really learn this platform and really be able to demonstrate your ability to have learned the platform through the exercises that you're doing. It's been it's been great, honestly. There's there's a great number of us who are going through this process together. And we've kind of built our own community. And it's been one where we're, you know, we're up late and helping each other figure this all out. Because like, again, like, there's no better teacher than actually doing it, right? And so that's been my, my experience uh, so far. Testify on that, brother. <laughs> it, and I'll reiterate, on the daily, people get asked Corey and I, they, they imagine this golden path that is somewhere in a document, right? Send us the document, send me the steps. And it's like, the steps are in front of you already. You have, like, if you know how this works, there's the steps. Go build something. You know, you don't even have to be employed by somebody and be on somebody's special project. You can just like, just build something. There, As a matter of fact, there was somebody that I was helping. She wanted to get into the ServiceNow ecosystem. Her late husband had worked in the ServiceNow ecosystem and he had passed away and she wanted to kind of like do this to get close to him. But she had been a homemaker for him for like a decade and a half, two decades. Yeah. And she once said like, well, what do I know about how this stuff works? And I'm like, build an app in ServiceNow that a homemaker would appreciate. How do you manage a household? What's all the work that goes into that? How does that work work? Oh, you got kids? That means you got chores. Well, chores are tasks, aren't they? Yeah, but they're weird tasks because if you don't do them, they kind of expire. And then the next week they reappear. It's like the same work, but a different task every week. So just like really cool ways of looking at work in something that most people, ignorant as they are, wouldn't even think twice about. Yet she could build this super compelling app and workflow that would bring nuance and new ideas to all the rest of us. And it's just, everybody's got something like that. If I was out of work and I needed practice, I love to soap. So I'd love to do something where I'm like, I don't know, controlling all the inventory for all my raw ingredients that I do to make soap. It's just, everybody's got something that they can apply to the platform. It's, it's really just a platform for work, right? So build something that manages some kind of work. I totally went on a rant there, Corey. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I, I get it, right? Like, it's easy when it comes to the ServiceNow platform, right? To get excited. And, and then, you know, especially when you got a story like that one and to recount the details of someone who lost someone special to them and wanted to retroactively, right, be involved with what they were, were involved with, right? And just to feel closer and then to learn at that ServiceNow and learn how that person has evolved throughout the ecosystem. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, no no apologies needed on that rat, Duke. 
pivoting from there, Brenda, what I like to ask is, where do you see yourself when you finish up the boot camp? Are you looking to take this experience and go into service now as an architect, as a developer? What what part of the ecosystem do you think fits you personally, and what what, should, what interests you the most? I think for me, I'm definitely a BA service now dev. I've done some dev work in the past, and um, I would love to probably mix the two skills together with ServiceNow and obviously my past dev work. And then from there, we'll kind of see where the work takes me. So what, what, So speaking of that, like introductions <clears throat> to technology, what was your catalyst to getting involved in technology as a whole? Um, well, I was in Mexico, actually, with my nonprofit. And so we decided one year to bring computers down to these uh, schools in uh, Mexico. And seeing these, these, you know, they were from sixth grade to, to 12th grade, these students use the internet for the first time was awe-inspiring. And that threw a uh, light bulb in my head to say, you know what, like, tech is really forever reaching, you know? And so I was like, I somehow want to get into the space. Mind you, I'm in high school, not really knowing what I'm going to do with my life. Didn't go into tech right away but eventually made my way to tech. Do you have any questions for us? I guess, what's a uh, common you know, myth or misconception uh, in, in the uh, service not space? Ooh, jeepers. Whole episode there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't done that episode. I like that. I like that as an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you some credit in the credits on that one, Brendan, when we do it. <laughs> you want to you take first punch? No, you go for it. <laughs> okay, mis- misconception about the um it's not as big a misconception now as it was for the first like 10 15 years but the whole like oh it's an IT ticketing tool and that's all it is. Um, yes. I I feel like it, there's been like even service now has had to reteach itself and recenter itself on this. I like to pretend that I always saw it. Like as soon as I first got my hands on service now, I was like, this is going to change everything. Like our first project was rolling it out for new hires and terminations and bringing the whole rest of the business into that work tracking, work visibility, work governance paradigm. And everybody outside at IT is like, what's this tickets and shit? This is awesome. (laughs) And they had nothing to compare it to. It was like, literally, they were running their lives out of email and their memory. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Um, So I'm writing that down. (laughs) That should be a t-shirt right there. Yeah. And so whenever I heard people say, oh, yeah, that IT ticketing tool, it's like, yeah, it's awesome. IT's way ahead of you. Now, how do you feel? (laughs) You know what I mean? Go ahead. Manage the risk on that $2 billion pipeline without a ticketing tool do Um, right yeah (laughs) somehow they do maybe that's why it costs so much money so i think that's the biggest misconception is that it's just in the same class of ticketing tools and the things that came before it i mean there's some other people having a wider lens now but service now led the way on that wider lens i think anybody who denigrates service now like that just doesn't understand the importance of some work and how few other options there are that's my answer love it I love it, especially the part about running the lives out of emails and the memory. <laughs> God, that hit home. <laughs> uh, so my take on this would be that you don't need to know how to code to build a good solution. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think a lot of folks look at the problem, see the see problems. And so basically, I think when, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail, right? So um, when you come to the ServiceNow ecosystem and you're a developer, then everything is a code problem, but not everything is a code problem. ServiceNow has done really good work around making things low code in a lot of places. And sometimes that's all you need. And even more, sometimes that's the requirement, depending on the client, depending on who's going to maintain the solution after you leave. Right. And so not, not everything's a nail, even though I think a lot of folks look at ServiceNow and, and think that, you know, everything's a code problem. Like it's not. Sometimes it's actually not even a ServiceNow problem. Sometimes it's a people problem on the client side that you got to solve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, yeah. So, so just before you start solving those problems, take a step back and just figure out what's the proper tool because it's not always code. Yeah. Especially now with Flow Designer. I mean, I got that series on YouTube now. Toot toot my own horn. Uh, but they they go with the flow. And in some cases it's even, it's sometimes even better than code in terms of the amount of people that can wield it, but also in terms of like, it just takes out so much of that, you know, even really good programmers have syntax errors and all this stuff. And it's just like, well, instead of writing if then blah, 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 let's just put the if thing in there. Yeah. Don't write the if clause, just grab it and drag it and drop it. Yeah. So it's just like a building layer on top. Like it, it, it could be code underneath, but the building layer now in Flow Designer is so good. So, so good. Yeah, I, I think they did a really good job um, with, with those tools. Um, and they have always done a really good job with those tools. And depending on the part of the system that I'm using, will de- often depend on whether or not I decide I should drop to the code layer or if I should drag and drop it because sometimes dragging and dropping is better. And I cannot wait for this catalog builder thing to be stable. Mm. Oh my freaking God. <laughs> Have, have you seen it, Duke? I have seen the catalog builder and I, I love it because, oh man, like I, I earned my bones on that re-architecture for the hospitality industry I was in. And we basically put ourselves on the hook to rebuild like 150 some catalog items in the re-architecture. And we were sitting there in an Excel sheet to track all the requirements. And I would have loved to have handed them something that's just, just enter it into here. <laughs> right. And that catalog builder has a ton of promise. It is useful in some ways the way it is, but as that thing gets polished and polished, mm, and then it's going to get to a point where nobody even believes it was b- that bad beforehand, right? <laughs> well, that's always the case, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Click wait. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like execution plans back in the day. Oh God. Were you there for execution plans? Yeah, man. uh, I started when they were being phased out. Okay. So Brandon, before Flow Designer, there was Legacy Workflow. And before Legacy Workflow, there was these things called execution plans, which is like building a workflow out, but record by record. There was no interface for it. It was just like the transition from one node to another was a record in a table that you wrote out as a record. Oh, wow. Yeah, we tried doing an onboarding process on it, but like there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of records built and we're just, and you can't see it. You can't see the flow. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. then we got legacy flow designer and that was totally rad, but nobody believes how bad it was when we had execution plans. And nobody also believes that that was a step up to what we had before, which was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, the, the platform has definitely evolved over time and is and has gotten better in, in, in any objective measure. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. Uh, <laughs> so, Brendan, I'd say six months from now, I imagine 
you'll probably be one of the folks who'll be saying something similar to what Duke and I are saying. Like, this is freaking cool. (laughs) It's one of those things that as you start to dive into the abyss, right? Like instead of getting frightened by it, you, you embrace it. And then, you know, you realize what you thought was dark wasn't really dark. And you come out the other side and you're like a changed person. That's, this is, that's what the ServiceNow experience has been. I was a bit scared when I dove into it because I wasn't a coder. And I felt like you had to code in order to do it. And I did learn, learn JavaScript because of uh, ServiceNow. And so now I'm fairly proficient with it. But, you know, I also f- try to find all the, all the reasons not to use it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear. Um, at least I won't be uh, looking for a comma, you know, all day long uh, these days. Oh, you might still do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's all right then. Yeah. You might still run across like, where's that freaking semicolon? But yeah, yeah I, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty awesome. So the culmination of the boot camp that you're in, the uh, My Tech Best Friend boot camp, Brendan, I assume we'll have to deliver like some sort of capstone project as Duke kind of alluded to early on. Do you have any idea what that is? And and are you already starting to think through like how you're going to build that out? I'm not sure what it is exactly yet, but for mine, it'll probably have to do in some way, either Web3 or something, uh, FinTech, just because my interests really do lie there. And then I I would love to mingle in the uh, security component of things as well. So it's in my head, it's very daunting. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I'm really hoping that by the end of it, I'll be in, in good shape to make what's in my head a reality. Man, well, you're you're way ahead of a lot of folks, buddy. I'll tell you that. It's a good place to break it off, hey, Corey? Yeah, I think so, dude. Brendan, it was great having you on the show. Really, really loved your fresh perspective on ServiceNow. Loved, love what you're doing with it, what I've seen from you on Twitter. Really hoping that you're going to stick with this program and you're going to come out the other side and be a freshly minted ServiceNow developer in our ecosystem and, and looking forward to see all the good things that you contribute in the, in the future. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, but thanks for being our guest. And ladies and gentlemen, there is going to be a ton of links in the description below. Be sure to check that before you bid us adieu and we will see you on the next one. CJ and the Duke is hosted by Robert the Duke Fedoric and Corey CJ Wesley. We are both freelance vendor agnostic ServiceNow experts who can help you in three different ways. If you want a true consigliere in your corner for your ServiceNow implementation, if you want to tell your customer story on CJ and the Duke, or if you want your brand in front of the largest independent ServiceNow podcast community, check the links below for how to contact us. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.